in death with every breath. I'm sucking in death with every Oh man. Needed to catch my breath. Woo! Boy, oh boy. And allow everyone to catch their breath because this is American Brews and Tunes. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity Wow, thanks again for joining us for another fun episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yeah, welcome back from the theme song. This is actually uh, our first regular uh, type format episode in a little while because yeah, that's, I know we that's had that, very true. We had uh, a one-off and then we had that two-part episode with Against Me and Bone Bon Iver. Bon Iver. Uh, and then we had another one episode, one-off episode featuring Blink One Eight Two. But now we're back at it, back to the regular, back to the regular pro. Back to scheduled programming. And for those of you who don't know what the regular scheduled program is, here's a quick little rundown. Each week, I recommend a punk rock-ish album for Jesse to listen to. Check. He recommends a indie, folk, or alternative re- record for me to listen to. Check. And we try different beers. We each have our own unique beer. Double check. So we're back at it. Um, what have What have you been listening to these past two weeks? I've been listening to an album from the band Jawbreaker called... Dear You. Oh, interesting. What album were you listening to this past week? I've been listening to Mountain Goats. The album, We Shall All Be Healed. <laughs> and, 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 no. I guess that's a telegram when you say, like, and, and note. Mountain Goats, dot, dot, space, Mountain Goats. <laughs> yeah. But we've been listening to those two albums for the past two weeks, and we're here for no other reason but to review them. Review and them beer. and try beer. Yeah. What could be better? Two of the best things in the in the whole entire universe, even. Let me try and think of what could be better. Maybe if we added comics to this. Oh, that would be pretty good. That might be slightly better. How can you make an A-plus better? How can you make a 4.0 GPA better? 4.1 or A++. Yeah. Take an AP course. Yeah, no. And get better high school credits. I don't no know. AP. Uh, no I AP. I didn't either. What, did I take an AP course in high school? I had many opportunities and I said, nope. I can't really remember. Uh, but speaking of high school, I uh, was telling Steve this earlier today. I went to a show recently where there was a bunch of high school children. Um, <laughs> the Utes. Uh, the Utes, as some people say. Um, I think they were maybe like just out of high school. Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, do I feel old now. Their vernacular was very strange and weird. You're not hip to the lingo anymore. I'm not, I am. I'm not hip to... Oh, you are? I'm on fleek with it, yo. I'm on <laughs> fleek with the vibes. I'm on fleek with the vibes, yo. I'm, I got my flip phone out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. What was, that, what was that one phone where... Uh, the juke? No, the juke was that little, that little... The sidekick. That's what I was thinking of. I didn't have one, but everyone... There was, Neither there was did cool I. And I was like, out. whenever I saw someone with it, I was like, oh man, that seems so much cooler than my tiny little uh, rectangle phone. My rectangle phone. But enough about phones. Uh, we'll come back to the Mountain Goats and Jawbreaker albums. Why don't, we, why don't we talk about beers? Oh, um, you know what? I think that's a good idea. We unintentionally got similar themed beers. It was completely intentional. I know that we... we No, it wasn't intentional. It just happened. <laughs> it wasn't intentional. It was, uh, everything aligned perfectly. And I know we, we specified la- last episode. Yeah. We were very much going to not have IPAs this episode. Yes. So, because, we don't have IPAs. Because recently... Well, 
We both love IPAs. Yeah, they're my favorite. They're the but best. we've been having them way too much lately. Yeah. And true. I know that I'm going to have one next next episode. Yeah. Probably. I most likely will as well. But, uh, so we, we made a deal to not have IPAs, so we chose I'm, something different. Yeah. I went into my beer cellar, a.k.a. my closet filled with <laughs> beers that I've been saving for a long time, and I picked out one that sounded interesting. It's called, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you what, it's called a 24 Karat Golden Ale, and it's a carrot cake-inspired Belgian-style ale, so that's... Hmm. Kind of interesting sounding, right? It says brewed with carrots, cinnamon, raisins, and vanilla beans. That sounds pretty good. And it's a collaboration between three breweries. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. It's two breweries and one home brewer. It was from a home brewing contest, and two breweries helped make it. Okay. Uh, the home brewer is named Julie Goldenberg. Mate, she made a golden ale. Goldenberg. Goldenberg. Um, the the second the first brewer I should say is Monkey Paw. Never heard of them. And the main brewery which hosted the homebrew contest is Stone. I know we've oh, had yeah. a lot of Stone brews on yeah. here, but um, uh, it's it's this beer is from 2015 name? actually. Oh, that's so it's it's old. aged. It's age for but Belgians can, can age pretty well. Oh, it's a bell. Oh, golden ale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, IPA is not sometimes depending on what it is. Like the yeah. 120 minute, you can age that. Yeah. Uh, but this one should be good. It rings in at uh, 8.5 ABV, so it's. Uh, it's, it's a little higher grav, but it's not the highest grav that we're, that we're going to see tonight. I know yeah, that. yeah. You want to know what's a little bit higher grav? What? Something that's 9%? No. Well, technically, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. a true statement. But before Jesse says that, just keep in mind, uh, this is a carrot cake-inspired beer. So I was like, yeah. it's like dessert for beer. Am I huh. right? Yeah, curious. Um, what are you having tonight, Jesse? I would say that I'm having an even more dessert beer tonight. What? Well, I guess it depends on what kind of dessert you like. <laughs> yeah, carrot cake is like from the north, right? Would you say nor- more northern? Where do, where do you get carrot cake? <laughs> Anywhere, I Let's think. Let's just say it's from the north. Sure. Just for for. Oh, gonna gonna go. <laughs> 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 gonna go out and get a. Uh, what should we have for dessert tonight, eh? Oh, maybe we should get a a northern carrot cake. Oh, sure. Oh sure, okay, yeah, yeah. You betcha. Oh, the northern carrot cake. Okay, yeah, sounds so, good. What, what are you having? Well, if uh, the carrot cake is northern, then what would be southern? What would be a southern dessert? Ah, uh, whoopie pie. You, you guys at home, take a guess as moon to what pies. a southern. Well, moon pies are a southern thing. Goo goos. Goo goos. <laughs> goo goo clusters. Boo boo. What are you drinking tonight? Boo boo. I'm drinking boo boo. <laughs> uh, this is going to go off topic so quick. But for real. Um, what's more southern than a pecan pie? Not much. Um, right? The only other thing I can think of would be a sweet potato pie, but both of them are very southern. Uh, but why would you mention pecan pie? I don't know. Or as they say in the south, pecan pie. Why would you mention a pecan pie, Timmy? Yes, tell me. <laughs> well, I would mention a pecan, or pecan, depending on where you're from, uh, pie to you, because I'm having Evil Twin Brewing. They're even more pecan pie, Jesus. Oh. So, if you guys remember from previous episodes, we had the even more cocoa Jesus, right? Yes, I believe I had that one. Correct. Yeah, and then the even... Did I have the even, even more cocoa mm, Jesus? No, I don't think so. I think you might have tasted it, but I think I was one... I don't remember. We can't we, remember. We definitely had the even more uh, Coco Jesus on the podcast. Uh, so this is a... I think I'm interested to buy this. Uh, it's an imperial stout brewed with molasses and with pecan extract added. Interesting, huh? Yeah. So why don't we say we crack these, pour them, and give them a little try, you know? This one's coming in at 12% so ABV. So that's high gravity. Yeah. Oof. 
So take that high gravity and open that that can. I'm gonna that use that pecan. I can open this. It's, pecan. It's beer. a his beer's canned. In case you can't tell by our puns, mine's uh, in a, a bottle. So here in we go. Bottle. Did, did you hear the um how, what, how mine cracked? For a three year old beer, it actually had a, a nice amount of carbonation. I was a little surprised. Was it was it more like this, or was it more like this? It was like this. So not not oh, okay. So it was like it was like. But you know what? When you age a beer, sometimes it loses the carbonation and gets a little smoother, but kind of dies out. Mine looks like it has a a pretty good amount of carbonation and everything left. I <laughs> just about accidentally spilled. I started pouring beer in my pants. Don't do that, because yours looks very much darker than mine. Wow, this is dark as the night. It's almost as if midnight has been formed into a beer and put oh, yeah. in my glass. It's like your beer's name is the night, so you just like color it black, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Anyhow, uh, my beer color, like like we said, Jesse's is black as the night. Uh, pretty wow. tan head on there. It's pretty good. It's like a, I would say brown. It's brown. Not a, it's Let's not say brown. A, it's not a tan head. Let's we'll say it's a, it's a brown head. head. Mine's a, a pretty orange, orangish. Yeah, it is a pretty orange. It's not cloudy like I would think that some Belgians might be, but you know. Uh, but like I said. It, it's more bubbly than and carbonated than I thought it was. There's a head yeah, and it's, it's retaining it pretty good here. It's been a while, so, yeah, so smell wise, mine smells like a Belgian like triple or a Belgian double. Like it's it smells like a Belgian beer. Yeah, it you does. Like the the from the Belgian yeast that what you'd expect to smell. What's your smell? Mine like? smells like a sweet stout. Let me get a sniff. I want to smell some pecans. Well, I, I, I know what... It's the molasses. I, think I, I, the can, molasses get some I can get sweetness from that. You, it might be the molasses, though. Molasses and the pecan extract. Shall we go for it? Let's say the magic words. Shibidabibidoo! It didn't really sound like anything. If you couldn't hear, the, the glasses clinked. We swear they did. Oh. Interesting. Oh, is right. Um, we both have big beers, and, and the flavors Ooh. are... Uh, Ever present would be a good Ooh, word. This is interesting. I feel like I can really taste carrots in this. Ooh, I can really taste the nuttiness of this. It's real good. I'm not, I might, I might need to let this beer warm up to try and get to the notes of vanilla that they were talking about and the yeah. cinnamon. But I'm pretty sure I can taste carrots. Wait, you say vanilla? There's vanilla flavoring in here. Wait, no, no, no. I'm saying the way you pronounce vanilla. Vanilla. Wait, say it again. Vanilla. Vanilla? Do you say vanilla? Vanilla, yeah. Yeah, I say vanilla, like it's an E instead of an I. Isn't... I know. That's I just gonna, how I, was... I pronounce it. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla. Like Nelly. Oh, See? got some vanilla. But I... So far, my first sip, it just tastes like sweet carrots and Belgian beer. Nice. Uh, which is kind of... Might sound weird to you guys, but it actually is really tasty. It works. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason that Stone chose her homebrew. Yes. Um, and fun fact... The homebrew that won either the year or a couple years before this was the Stone Joko Vesa Stout. Oh, and now they mass-produced that. It was a home beer, and now they mass-produce it every year. Yeah. This was just a one-time thing that Stone did for okay. the carrot beer, carrot cake beer. Um, Want to switch? Yeah, well, let me tell me, say something yeah, about this, this beer. Describe it before we switch. Uh, this beer is good. That's very descriptive. I know. I'm going to get into it. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I know. laying a blanket down. I'm putting down the blanket before we have the picnic, if you know what I mean. I don't... Well, I guess I get the before picture. you gotta you gotta get that basket. You gotta lay down the blanket. No, first before you gotta look for ant ant um ant, ant colonies, ant holes, yeah. ant hills. And you gotta look out for those first. That's a good point. You don't put your blanket. Okay, on top so of an first animal. first you you drive to the park. Yeah, or where or the forest or wherever. Let's just say park. Wherever you're gonna have you this picnic. The park. Okay, 
Then you get then you look for anthills. Yeah. Make sure there are no anthills by where you're gonna have your picnic. Otherwise, it'll be just like the cartoons where they come up and steal your food. Mm-hmm. Then you lay down the blanket. Then you take the basket, which is which is my review, which is what I'm saying about this beer. Okay. Okay. So in this case, what I said at first, this is a good beer. That was me laying down the blanket. Oh, I gotcha. And what's and me, inside the basket is the me, flavors. Me opening and pouring my beer was checking for anthills. Okay. And then the, the basket... are in the basket? Before you can eat, you gotta open up the basket and unpack everything. Yeah. Unpack all your food. Okay. So I'm about to unpack my review of this beer. Unpack your review, sir. So, just like a picnic, that's why I'm describing my beer. I'm hungry for a chicken salad sandwich, so unpack that picnic. Sorry, the only thing I brought was pecan pie. You son of a gun. <laughs> Which, this beer tastes a I lot want like... A, I want a southern style chicken salad sandwich. Too bad, you're going to get... kind that has a half a grape in it. <laughs> Just a half a grape? Well, Wait, what? Halved grapes. Halved grapes. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Not too many, just a couple. No raisins. Uh, what? Sweet. It's got yeah, a little bit of sugar in there. You don't like raisins. I forgot about that. Yeah. Anyway, let me unpack my basket. Yeah, so go and unpack. We've okay. been, this metaphor is going on too long. All I brought in my picnic basket is pecan pie. Uh, so are you getting anything else? Coffee or... I'm saying... Okay, well, let me unpack the pecan pie. Unpack it all. Uh, it has the nice, kind of heavy, thick mouthfeel that an, an Imperial Stout normally would. It has a really upfront malty presence. Uh, and then you kind of get this slight sweetness, which is very reminiscent of pecans and... Uh, molasses is what they said but kind of like a, you know if you had tasted pecan pie or no 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 if you would just have the filling from the pecan pie that's that's the flavor that I'm getting it's like that dark that like dark brown sugar sweetness yeah um, along with a really nice really nice nuttiness of a pecan pie of pecans oh. so now that I've unpacked my basket and uh, told everybody what's inside of it uh, let's do a little switcheruski yes let us Boop, boop. I didn't have any lettuce in boop, my boop. basket. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh. Well, why don't we turn these tomatoes and ketchup and let's catch up on some beer. <laughs> What's the joke from Pulp Fiction? From Pulp Fiction, yeah. What did there's what did the mama what did the papa tomato say to the baby tomato? Ketchup. Who was falling behind? Ketchup. Ketchup. Yeah. Oh, I know what you mean. The carrots? Yeah. I, I'm getting the, the there's like a carameliness to this, like a yeah. like a salty carameliness that, that yeah. I think is probably coming from the the pecan filling. The pecan, just yeah. think about if you're eating a pecan pie. Just, That's what just it tastes the like. Uh, you obviously have like the heavy body and the strong flavors from the stout, but that pecan filling flavor is there. It comes it's through, good. but it's not too much that no, it would like, overpower it. This is dessert. Yeah, it's very, very good. good. Uh, this is also really good. Your beer is also very good. But you see what I mean? Like the sweetness from a carrot, but you also have that like. The groundwork of a Belgian style ale. I would say it's definitely carrot cake. Yeah, it has kind of like the. I would say it tastes like you're eating a bite of carrot cake. So like you know how the frosting they normally use like cream cheese frosting. Yeah. On carrot cake, way better than regular. It's like having that. It's like a nice kind of like carrots, but then with the sweetness of like the creaminess of the cream cheese frosting. Yes. That's what I think. It tastes. It tastes very good. But yeah, like you said. Above or underneath or above a Belgian style. Yeah. What do you say? Underneath or above it? It's kind of. I think it's. Uh, I'd say it's above. Underneath the, it. I'd say the the Belgian style is the, like the the foundation. Right. The carrot. The carrot the is. Just carrot is floating just, above. Oh, I see. That's, what, that's what I was. Yeah. 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 I got you. Shall we move into the the albums? Um. 
Yes, we shall. If I'm... the beers change as they warm up, we will let you know. Yes, sounds good. I'm going to go first because I believe on the last episode of the two-parter, you went first. Okay. Um, I'm going to go so through good. this one relatively quickly because it's a long album. There's a lot to talk about. Okay, sounds good. So the Mountain Goats. They are a band that's been around for quite a while. Yep. Um, comprised originally of John Darnielle. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce his I name. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, yeah. He was a singer-songwriter, and he was like the sole member for a long time. Um, yeah. Guitar player also. Uh, but then he, he obviously got a band. And one of their early unique characteristics for their first like six albums is he recorded on a boombox. Yeah. Um, so it was super lo-fi. It sounded very raw and kind of... Uh, I, I'm gonna be a little judgy here and say crappy sounding, yeah. but that's what he. I think that's what he's going for. Yeah, he it, was really it, was it was intentional. It was very intentional to, yeah. to convey a message, um, and, it, and it worked for what he's going for. It sounded pretty good. But um, the album before uh, the one I'm reviewing, they finally got a budget from a studio and went to a recording. Oh, a budget okay. from a label and went to a studio. Okay. <clears throat> so the album that was before was called Tallahassee, and like I said, that was the first one that they went to a studio. Uh, but for this one. They had more full band stuff than they did on Tallahassee. Like I said before, this album's called We Shall All Be Healed. Yeah. Released in 2004, it's their eighth studio album. Okay. And they've released quite a bit since then, too. They've, they've been yeah, they've been very consistent. Yeah. Uh, this album, however, um, according to John Darnielle, is the most autobiographical, at least up to that point of, of the releases. Huh. Um, and many of these songs are about his own or his friend's experiences with hard drugs, namely meth and okay. heroin uh, and he said like all the experiences that are from his friends are probably people who are either dead or in jail right now he doesn't wow, know okay. um, but he's like very strongly like these people are either in jail or in dead I don't know wow. Like so they're, they're gone um, my own little take before I go into the song by song review is that this album wasn't as hooky as some of their other albums and I, I've actually am familiar with the Mountain Goats I have two of their now, albums by hooky you don't mean catchy though or do you mean catchy? Because uh, hooky and catchy are a different thing. Catchy in a way, I mean, there's not as much hooks. Hooky is like, there's just, hooky is what you do. When not you as many choruses, cool. and it's not as melodically catchy as some of their other albums, I'll say that. Right. Okay. I had two of their other albums before, so I did know of the Mountain Goats, and I, I liked them. Um, but I wasn't super duper familiar with their catalog, and I definitely hadn't heard this album. Okay. So, shall I go to these songs? Um, I think you shall. Okay, song number one, which is called Slow West Vultures. I gave it three mountain goats. <laughs> You're doing this one again? The same review for Band of Forces. Yeah, but it's a little different. Okay, we'll see what you mean. Later. It is. Um, so this is a, a definite um, proclamation of what the production style is going to sound like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's full band through and through. So he's like, I, I'm, I'm sure that was the intention to say like, I know you've heard my past albums, but here is this. It's yeah. it's polished. It's a lot more clean sounding, and I've got a full band, and they're going to be here for the whole album. That's just like uh, a Decemberist album where the first song is called uh, something like "To the Person Listening to This" or something like that, and they say like, "We're changing our sound. Sorry if you don't like it. I know that you are used to this type of sound, but we're changing it. So sorry if you gotta, don't like it. Got to do it sometimes. Yeah, you can't always please the crowds." Well, you don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You, you do what you want as an artist. Sometimes it doesn't fly. Sometimes it flies. Sometimes it flies, but it's under the radar. Sometimes the gray white go away. Sometimes the gray white don't go away. <laughs> I don't know. What is that? Is that? Jaws. Jaws, yeah. yeah. What else does he say? His eyes are all black and lifeless, like, like doll's eyes. 
I was always confused as to whether he was saying doll's eyes or dog's eyes. No, dolls, because they're black and lifeless. Like, dogs can have... You can see a soul in the dog's eye sometimes. Yeah, you can. You can't see a soul in a doll, though. Or can you? Annabelle, the horror movie. <gasps> then again, I think it's a demon possessing it, so maybe it's not a soul. Who knows? It's a disembodied... Does a demon have a soul? I don't know. It all depends on what your doctrine says. True, but there are talks about demons on this album, so let's get back to the album. All right. (laughs) Good segue. Um, Anyways, this song's about being drug addicts. Uh, Like, we are what we are, we're cursed. Um, They go a little bit more into it. We are what we are. Get in the golden car. Like, filming the sequel before... Before uh, the the treatment's even finished, yeah. That could either be, like like literally talking about a film or it could be like doing drugs before your treatment's done Man, who knows could be anyways moving on to track number two that would make sense filming the sequel mm-hmm. before the treatment's even finished so like already going back to the same like a new well, you're not it, out of rehab a before. new iteration of the story that's already been told before yeah. the treatment's finished yeah. yeah that makes sense track number two is called Palm Quarter Yajna um, and this is one of the singles that they released it's, a, it's really I've, I've read that it's one of the more popular songs on the album um, I gave this three mountain goats and a kid. Oh, and a kid. It's a baby goat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and a kid. I had to ask Siri what the name of a baby goat. I thought it was a kid, but I had to ask yeah, Siri. Yeah. I was like, is a kid a baby goat? And Siri was like, this is what I found on the internet. Actually, a kid is a human child, Actually, you fool. That's not what my Siri sounds like. My Siri is a female-voiced Australian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he is what I found on the internet. He's what I found on the internet, Steve-O. It's, doesn't Actually, she, doesn't she call you steve She calls me steve Steverino. Steverino. <laughs> like if I say, Siri, what's my name? And she's like, your name is Steven, but you asked me to call you Steverino. That's <laughs> so funny. Anyways, back to the song. <laughs> Track number two, Palm Quarter Yajna. Um, Yajna. A palm quarter is a form of like a, an old camcorder. Yep. And Yajna is the, a Hindu ritual sacrifice. Oh. So, so the they're, filming they're getting ready, they're getting of a, a sacrifice or something sacred or bad, maybe? Or they're getting rid of, they're sacrificing the old ways that they recorded things. I don't think so. I think it's more about drugs. Okay, um, you're, you're probably right. I'm going to go into the songs, uh, because this song's about, like, he, he talked about, like, stealing money from a restaurant that he worked for, and when I say autobiographical, it's mainly him talking about other people's stories, but I think his experiences tie into this. And when I say other people's stories, I mean his friends. Yeah. And he talked about stealing, like, money from the restaurant he worked at, and going, buying lots of drugs for the next week. And then going to a hotel with some either acquaintances or friends that you don't know too well, and just doing a lot of drugs. Wow! Uh, so this crappy hotel, like he talks about, like there's cockroaches or yeah. ter- carpenter ants in the walls, but I'm not paying yeah. attention. Um, <clears throat> but like there's one line that I think ties the title into this song, hmm. and it is, "And I dreamed of a camera pointed out from inside the television." I dreamt of a camera? Yes. Okay. So imagine a camera filming you during this huge drug methamphetamine-filled bender. Yep. It's like a, a it's like not ritual sacrifice, but you're kind of killing yourself a little bit. Yeah. You know? and, and it's, it's being a ritual, filmed. So it's happened. So that's that. I think that ties with the title, but it also deals with the paranoia of a drug addict. Well, it probably ties in with the title because, like, whenever I think about that, the camera from the TV looking on, uh, I think about like if you had the ability to kind of like be out of your body and like watching yourself you know because you know how like people say like oh you'll never actually you'll never actually see your own face yeah. you know so like you'll never actually see how other people see you yeah and so think about that from that perspective like i can see that. someone else watching what he's doing but it's 
a camera so he could maybe, I don't know, watch yeah. it back or something. But Or it's the paranoia of a meth head. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, in terms of with the title. Yeah, We Shall All Be Healed. Well, also the title, We Shall All Be Healed, is ironic because I don't think he believes that they can be healed. Yeah. A lot of his friends are in jail or within, dead. Within the context with this album. Yes. Uh, on track not. number three, which is called Linda Blair Was Born Innocent. I gave us three mountain goats and two kids. Oh, two Do you kids. know who Linda Blair is? No. She was the child actor that played Reagan in The Exorcist, the girl who got possessed. Oh, okay. Interesting, huh? So obviously there's some religious themes in this song. Um, About your rating, three mountain goats and two kids. I'm going fam- familial style. Um, the more kids, the better. How many kids does it take to make a mountain goat? I don't know. Uh, well, kids have the, um, the possibility of turning into goats. So, I mean, in terms of, okay, okay, it has possibility of bumping. So up it, it has it has possibility to be five star. So eventually, no, it has a possibility of being. You're right. Five mountain goats eventually. If you're but you're reading too much into it. But then those other mountain. Yeah, yeah, never mind. Um, this song, like lyrically, it doesn't really do much for me. But the the music I really enjoyed. Um, based on the music alone, I almost recommended this song. Oh wow, okay, that's um, interesting. Because it's got. A, like a pretty vast string section and it kind of does these like where they're plucking the strings during the verse and then the mm. chorus they, they actually use the, the bows and play the on the bow. strings it's very cool sounding and I, I really enjoy listening to this song I was watching this documentary a little bit ago mm-hmm. where this guy in Japan uh, the scientist in Japan harvested spider silk and made a violin bow with that instead of horsehair. that's crazy I mean yeah. uh, it makes sense but it's crazy yeah anyway that was Spiders just a, a slight grass on a track number four, which is called Letters from Belgium, I gave us three mountain goats. Nice. Uh, it's very important to note that, uh, and there, I, I, I uh, checked with a couple different sources, so this fact is kind of backed up. Um, yeah. I mean, there's always a possibility that's wrong. Uh, but Belgium, uh, in, in this context, is a metaphor for the place that meth users want to go to while they're using meth. So like when sense. you use your meth to go to, like, get that headspace... Belgium's your place you want to get in that, to. In that context, one of the later songs makes a lot of sense. Which I'll touch upon greatly. Yeah. Um, so well, I guess the song's about being on meth uh, and being with a group of, of people who are also on meth, the tweakers, and your thoughts and interactions between the group. With um, all you tweakers. Like getting the electrical equipment. Like yeah. we need more of that because we could sell oh. it and use it. That song makes so much more sense now that, it? now that you put it in the context Doesn't of that. It? Yeah. Like, it, it really, like, before it's kind of weird, like, getting all kind of crap for yeah, supplies. Yeah, it was like, good, we can always use more makeup and creams and powders. Yeah, because sell it for drugs. Um, oh, but there were also makes... some other, there were some other theories I read about that, but huh. the consensus was drugs. That makes a lot of sense now. Um, on to the next song, which is track number five, called The Young Thousands. I gave this four mountain goats, and I, re- I recommend it. I like that song a lot, um, yeah. it, it was very catchy, and it was one of the few songs that uh, I instantly liked. Here they come, the young thousands. Here they come. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, so... I think this song is about going to find drugs and how there's an excitement, but like a hauntingness to it, and mm-hmm. how it's not good, but you're like looking forward to it. Yeah. And he talks about ghosts in the house, like embodying and like getting worse and worse, and mm-hmm. like making the dull pain more dull, or not making it less dull. Not getting any duller. Any duller. Uh, but the chorus itself, which is my favorite part here, they come the young thousands. Yeah. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what it means. It could mean like the thousands of people who are like addicted to drugs coming to get their fix, or it could mean like the thousand haunting thoughts that are coming to plague you. It could mean a, a whole bunch a whole of things. Bunch of different things. Um, I I couldn't find um, 
Uh, John Darnell. Okay. Um, I couldn't find any of his specific words, so it could be a couple different things. Okay. Uh, open for interpretation. Uh, but that's my first recommendation. Nice. On to track number six. I agree with you, by the way. I, I would have I recommended that song. It's a great too. song, isn't it? Yeah. Track number six, which is called Your Belgian Things. Oh, another Belgian reference, and I'm having a Belgian beer. Whoa! That's uh, my second recommendation. Nice. And I gave I it also, five Mountain Goats. I also would have recommended This is my favorite song on the entire album. Um, this song is most likely, and I read a bunch of uh, critiques, most likely about a raid of a meth lab in a house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how the people who are coming to take the Belgian things are police coming to take away drug paraphernalia, like paraphernalia or evidence or like all kinds of stuff and yeah. that's the Belgian things like the Belgian to get you to Belgium the things that make your drugs etc etc uh, the interesting thing about this song is like the person who he's singing to like who who are is having their Belgian things taken away isn't there yeah they're um, they're either gone or I they're dead I feel like they're dead uh, it doesn't say for sure but it based seems on, based like based on they're one dead. line I'll I think t- uh, here's dead. the one line I see it's the same one I'm thinking of. I bet you it's the exact same line, and it is. Uh, I can. Oh no, not that line. Um, I um, wish you had a number where you are. Yeah. Like you want to get in contact with them, but they're dead. Is that what you're thinking of? There was no. Or line. I can see you in my sleep. You don't see live people in your sleep. Playing right? the points. Playing the points while you're worth. Walking gingerly walking across. Walking gingerly across the bruised earth. That guitar part in the beginning mm-hmm. is just so catchy too. Was that the line you were thinking? The of one, the you? one line that I, well, the one line that I really, I think, also conveys it is when he says, um, "A tiger's never gonna change his stripes." But I don't, I don't know if that would refer to someone being dead. When I think of that, I think of like a, a someone who's making drugs, someone who's taking drugs isn't gonna change their ways, you know. But then he says, uh, "I guess, I guess, but Jesus, what, what a mess. mess! One way in, no, no way. way out." Mm-hmm. So that that could be it too. I think that implies that he's that they're gone. They're gone. Yeah. Uh, but could it could be that they just that's skipped town. that's I, I think they're dead though. True. You're I right. think they're dead. Based on I the think song. so too. But that's a crazy like the the subject matter is really like insane and crazy in the song, mm-hmm. and it's really soft sounding the music yeah. and the lyrics. So it's, it's very somber. It's not really somber, but it's like juxtaposition is really interesting between it's, the um, it's pleasant sounding I'm going to say that it's nice and it's soft and pleasant sounding what am I trying to think of? it's I'm not going to say it's not somber It's it doesn't sound somber at all it's, it's just very pleasant it's and gliding sounding contemplative it's, it's, I'd agree with you but it's not like it's not like bombastic it's not and, aggressive yeah and, which you might very, think for a drug raid at a yeah. meth lab explosion house yeah, yeah. It, it's a great song though um, on to track number seven, which is called Mole. Um, I gave this a rating of three I goats and two kids, and I gave an honorable mention. Oh, two kids, okay. Um, it's kind of an odd song. It is, the, yeah. The feel. But it was also one of the songs that caught me um, on the first listen, mainly okay. because of the, the chorus. I am a mole. Bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Sticking his head above the surface of the earth. But yeah. that, that chord progression that's going on, the way he plays it as he sings that, is really mm. well done and really catchy. Yeah. Um, lyrically, I think it's about a friend who OD'd and probably wakes up in the hospital chained to their, their hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he says that, you're chained to your bed. Yeah. Um, and he's a mole, so maybe he's, like, trying to figure he's out what happened. He's trying to figure out what happened, but also maybe he's a mole because he's sneaking in to give him drugs. Could be. I, mean, I don't know. But it's, it's interesting, isn't he's it? He's a little sneaky mole. 
But I thought that was a fun song. I almost recommended it, but I was, yeah. Oh, well, you gave was, it a you gave it a hum. So I did. It was tough Good to deal. pick uh, pick ratings and, and honorable mentions. I went back and forth between quite a few songs. Yeah, I had a tough time as well. On to track number eight, which okay. is my last recommendation and maybe my favorite song on the album. Okay. It's called Home Again Garden Grove. I gave this a rating of get ready for this rating. Five mountain goats standing halfway up a steep cliff rock face. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen like a picture of mountain goats like standing on like a sheer walk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah. Now imagine true. seeing five of them up there. <laughs> Is that awesome or now what? Now imagine seeing five of them up there. <laughs> I know. Well, you see one up there, and you're like, how's he up there? Wait, how's he you, not falling? Did you write all that down? Yes, I did. Five mountain standing. <laughs> yes, that's my rating. Wait, why don't they be standing all the way up a rock face? Because it's more interesting when they're halfway up, oh, okay. up the wall. Gotcha. In my opinion. That's why the ratings are, are unique to me. Okay. So it's whatever I want them to be. Go you ahead. do you, man. I will. You do you. And these goats will climb the the rock wall whenever they're ready. They'll climb whatatever mountain they want. Anyways, uh, this climb song... Climb every mountain. That is not the song. Stor- What's the next lyric? Storm every sea. I don't know this song. <laughs> I can't remember. I have no idea what song you're singing. What? I don't know what that is. I don't know what song I'm seeing either. I thought you were making that up on the spot. No, don't you recognize that song though? No. Climb every mountain, every sea. I know that song from Tenacious D. We've climbed Cape 2, even stopped a moving train. (laughs) We've traveled in space and time, my friends, to rock this town again! Rock! Rock! It's from like a musical, I think. I don't know what it is though. A movie musical. I don't know. If any of you know what it is, let us know. Let us know on Instagram. Anyways, back I to track number eight, Home Again in Garden Grove. And this sounds like an older Mountain Goat song. It doesn't have as sleek production. The vocals kind of break up a little bit, and there's no band. It's just basically vocals and guitar. Um, I think this song is about going to a shady place, which is Garden Grove. Okay. Uh, well, it's definitely about going to a shady place called Garden Grove, which is a real place. Uh, and in part pretending to be like tougher and more streetwise than you are to buy drugs from dealers. Like okay. they talk about like put on your bandana and don't show them that you're bleeding because uh, they're definitely going to score drugs for sure. Um, have you listened to the self-titled Sublime album, the, their last album? Mm-mm. The very first song on that album is called Garden Grove. And oh, th- really? And Sublime's from Long Beach, which is right near Garden Grove where, where Mountain Goats are singing about. Huh. They're talking about going to Garden Grove for like a little swanky party. Like not swanky, a little kind of house party with okay you know um update <clears throat> climb every mountain is from sound of music lame uh no sound of music is good but uh anyways climb every wait that might not even be the song i'm thinking of wait ford every stream that's what I, that's what it is ford every stream follow every rainbow till you find your dream anyway the back. hills are alive I'm with the sound of music, music. Anyway, I am 16, going on 17. Baby, it's time I to do, think. I do, tell you, and you, and you. No more. No more a of this. Deer, a, a female deer. Not a deer, a mountain goat. A <laughs> Back to the song, Home Again, Garden Grove. Okay. Uh, I think Ray, this, a drop of golden this beer. This song exemplifies John Darnielle's vocal patterns the best out of any song on this album. Okay, okay. Garden Grove. <laughs> How's it go? I can't remember. I can't remember either. That's what I'm saying. We have this problem. Wait, is this the one that starts off sounding like a Tenacious D song? Kind of, yeah. 
Yeah, just, he does just, that noise. Just think about that. He just goes, ah. ha! Ha! Home again! Garden grow! I think it's something like that. Home again! Just focus on the am. Yeah, it, but it's it's just a really fun song. It's just fast. listen to it and you'll know what we're talking about. It's about scoring drugs in a shady place and not getting murdered. <laughs> so oh. that's crazy. Cheerful. No, not at all. Did you say this is your last recommendation? It's my last recommendation, so I'll okay. cruise through the last songs. Okay. Um, track number nine is called All Up the Seething Coast. I gave this Two Old Mountain Goats. It's Ooh, my least favorite song. Two Old Mountain Goats? Yeah, they're going to die soon. Like, their bounce is off, so if they're on the actual rock wall, they're going to fall. <laughs> <laughs> they're, gonna, they're just going to fall And the mountain right goats at the bottom wall, of the, the rock, rock wall are going to eat them. So this song, uh, track number nine, All Up the Seething Coast, is about being addicted to drugs, meth in particular, and kind of not really caring about the consequences. Hmm. Uh, like, he refers to sugar a lot. Apparently, meth addicts refer to really, like, sugary sugar. and sweeter, like, sweet Wait a foods. second. This is that slow song that I really like. It's not my favorite. This is a song where he's like, It's I talky. Eat a, I ate a couple of Milky Ways for breakfast. Yeah, it, he doesn't sing as much. It's I more hate, talking. I hate the sugar high and white and all I see. Yes. I like that song. But they reference... It's not my favorite. I don't like it. But, uh... Uh, apparently, meth addicts really enjoy sugary, sweet foods. Makes sense. A lot, so that's why he wrote this. Well, seriously, after you put this in the context of drugs, drug experiences, a lot of the songs make way more sense. Yep. Like the next song, track number 10, which is all Quito, um, which is Q-U-I-T-O, Quito. Um, I gave it three Quito. mountain goats and one kid. Oh, only um, one kid, okay. Quito is Spanish for, like, quitting. Um, and I think this song is about quitting drugs, potentially. Uh, uh, following rehab steps, like he talks about, like forgiving those who he wronged, or like, no, uh, I'm sorry, apologizing to those he wronged. Okay. Um, it's got a similar vibe to Home Again, Garden Grove, where it's a little bit more like raw sounding than the rest of the album. Okay. Um, but it's a nice song. It's fun. It's fair enough. It's fun. You know. Fair does, enough. Does its job. Fair enough. Those mountain goats are happy where they are. Track number eleven, which is called Cotton. I gave it cotton. a rating of three mountain goats. Now, why would this be cotton? Yep, heroin. Dabbing because up. cotton is used to filter out crap before you suck it up into the syringe. Yeah. I didn't know this until I watched Breaking Bad and saw Jesse making heroin shots. Not me, Jesse Pinkman from Jesse the show. Pinkman from Breaking Bad. <laughs> uh, yeah, like he heated up his heroin in the, the spoon, like melted yeah. it down, and then put a piece of cotton over top of it and sucked up the, yeah. the liquid through the cotton as a filter. And then, spoiler alert, the one time... No, don't, no spoilers for Breaking Bad. It's too good. You Never can't mind. spoil it. I know you're going to well, spoil it. Well, I still haven't even seen the last season, so... Less half of the last season. I can't believe you haven't seen it. I literally, when I'm watching that show, I get to a point where I just like forget to keep watching it. How? It draws you in so much. I don't know. Okay. There's always it's something a, better for me to do. I've never done heroin, but I can assume it's almost as addicting as watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> Apparently not, because I've never finished it. <laughs> You're crazy, dude. Uh, but anyways, Cotton's a really somber sounding song. It's slower. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Moving on to track number twelve, against is pollution. It the, is it the last one? No, there's one more after. Okay, it. one more. Yeah. I gave us three mountain goats and one kid. Um, yeah. it's a, a one of the more story-like songs on the album. It's about okay. working at a liquor store, oh, yeah. and a robber comes in to, to rob the liquor store. But you shoot him in the face and in. kill him. You nice kill the robber in the face. So he like you he, kill the robber. Does he feel remorse? Or he like felt something. No, he said he'd do it again. Yes, but I'm getting into that. But he's like, I felt something, so I went to the Catholic church, and he essentially like confesses yeah. and prays, and he's like, you know what, I did what I needed to do, and in the same situation in the future, I'd do it again. Yeah. So it's like religious themes and morality and all kind of interesting, but it's got a lot to ponder when you think about all the things that happen in that song. Yeah, on to the last song. On to the last song, track number thirteen, which is called 
I gotta take my breath before I read this title. Okay, go for it. <gasps> Pigs that ran straightway into the water, comma, triumph of. It's a uh, long title, and the, I'll the tell you what it references to in a second. funny. Uh, three mountain goats and uh, one kid is what I referenced. Uh, the great story of uh, the pigs that went into the water and, the, and their great triumph. And I believe that this is a reference to that biblical story where Jesus cast out demons and put them into the, the pigs. Into pigs. And the pigs ran straight into the water and drowned themselves. Interesting. Um, so obviously there's some religious themes in this song. Okay. Uh, I think the song has a lot of demonic themes in like, like the urges and temptations. And that's why I was talking about demons and, and huh. the exorcist. Okay. Um, and I also think that there's like that threat of going to jail a lot. Because he talks about, like, the orange jumpsuits or whatever. Yeah. Please um, don't fit me for that orange jumpsuit. But he the he keeps coming back to, I'm from Chino, you know. Yeah. Um, and apparently in Chino there are three big prisons. So he's, maybe he's like, I'm used to being surrounded by prisons, so you can't scare me. I'm from Chino. Uh, uh, overall thoughts for the album? I like the album quite a bit. Uh, I like the Mountain Goats. Um, I know I rated most of the songs at, like, three Mountain Goats plus, or plus a, a kid, kid or two. A kid or two, you know. Yeah. Um, Don't want to throw some kids in there. I, I think without the context of the drug use and like the, the personal stories I might not have liked it as much I still okay. would have enjoyed it but I think that makes the album it takes it up to an, another level hmm. um, I quite like the Mountain Goats the two albums I have um, All Hail West Texas and uh, Sunset Tree I think are the albums I have mm-hmm. I quite like them a lot Okay. Um, and I after listening to this one I want to delve into their um, discography even more especially the album before this called Tallahassee I know one or two songs off of there and I think it's a good one to, to start okay, but nice. I like this album I recommend you all check it out um, it's really fun. But before we segue into Jawbreaker, here's a good segue point. Okay. I found this awesome YouTube video of the band The Mountain Goats covering yeah. an awesome Jawbreaker song called yeah. Boxcar. And it was great. It was great. We will post it on the website, which is bruisingtunespodcast.com. Uh, click on the link for this episode and you'll see all the bonus content. It's called bonus con- uh, It's called stuff from the episode. But it's our bonus content. Uh, but anyways, it connects... We, like, literally... <laughs> We recommend these albums without knowing that um, the Mountain Goats had covered Jawbreaker. Yeah. And so it was just a fun thing to just discover. Funny. And so we'll post that for you. But I'll let you start your review. Okay. So time to get into Jawbreaker's Dear You. The vinyl? Uh, was it blue? <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Uh, Lagwagon lag wagon, uh, uh, Joey Cape, the singer of Lagwagon, penned that, uh, that uh, verse from the song I Must Be Hateful. And he sings about... Jawbreaker, the album Dear You, and that's the reason why I bought this album, Dear mm. You, by Jawbreaker. I, well, I honestly didn't know Jawbreaker. I'm glad you did, because yeah. I like it a lot. Do you know anything about the history of Jawbreaker? Um, I'm guessing by this one of those tracks, I kind of know it a little bit. They were big in the early 90s. I'm not going to say grunge. They were rock. And some people actually point to the lyricism in this album in particular, Dear You, as being emo. If you look at the lyrics by themselves without the context, there's yeah. a lot of emotional stuff Definitely, compared to I could, the other I mean, scene. I, I could see that, but it's not like... It's not emo, though. Yeah. No, I, no, it's definitely not. But a lot of people have made that connection. That might be the genre of the lyrics, but not the music. That's what, that, but that's what I'm saying, the lyrics. Yeah. We look at the lyrics. Uh, however, Jawbreaker was a huge underground rock band. Uh, they had a huge cult following... And like they they opened for Nirvana and they were like like there's a picture of Kurt Cobain wearing a Jawbreaker shirt at one point in time. Really. Um, but then they like they they were champions of the underground scene, not ever signing to a major label. But for Dear You, they signed to a major label and yeah, they got a lot of backlash. For they it. got a huge backlash. Their singer Blake Schwarzenbach, I think is his name. Yeah. He had vocal surgery for I think polyps or some nodules on his his vocal cords, so he couldn't sing the same. And he sang much more cleaner on this album than he ever had before. So okay. fans hated it. 
Um, that kind of sucks too because like if he had to have surgery to continue to sing. Yeah. Uh, the fans didn't like it. The record didn't sell too well, and the band broke up eventually for a lot huh. of reasons. And it's only like the past couple years that the band started playing some shows just for funsies. Yeah. But Dear You had like it, initially people hated it, and after they broke up, it got huge. Like the album got a huge following, not a cult following, a huge following. Yeah. It's very well regarded by like universally musically. Like, yeah. Critics love it. People love it. So. Well, I'll tell you tell one us more. You I'll tell you one more person who's it's well regarded by. Me. And me! Um, I will say this. For the same way that so many albums are that we uh, listen to on this podcast, um, it takes more than three or four listens of the album to get into it. And actually, me too. When I bought this album just from the Lagwagon reference, yeah. I heard it and I was like, eh, it's okay. But I kept yeah. it in my car for about a week, and by the end of the week, I was like, this is great. So I kept yeah. it in my car for another couple weeks. Yeah, it, it probably took me about four or five listens to like start really getting into it. Um, but once I got into it, oh my, there was no going back. You got into it. Or the words of Mountain Goats. One way in, no way out. Time for a quick beer break. You just finished pouring the rest of your beer and look at all that sediment. Yeah, it's way... Remember how I said it's clear at the beginning of the episode? Yeah, it's not clear. Uh, it is very, very sedimenty, very cloudy. So I feel like this glass that you have now is going to be way much more better than the first glass. So I'll drink this as Jesse reviews, and by the end of his review, I'll comment on the, the beer flavor. Now back to the program. Oh, are you doing like that newscast? Like yeah. Special, spe- this just in, special bulletin. Uh, this just in, uh, Steve's beer ha- now has sediment in it. Do you know what that makes me think of? What? Um, Superman? Batman? No, uh, Willy Wonka, like the Charlie, uh, the Chocolate Factory. When the Oompa Loompas? When they are announcing who got the golden tickets, like on the news. Yeah. This just in, the last golden ticket has been found. Yeah. But the, la- the last golden ticket was a fake, as we all know. Yeah. Charlie got his those come up. He got his come up from his scrum diddly umptious bar. What a what a dummy, Charlie, or the dummy who faked the dummy who faked it. Yeah, you can't get into you can't get into the chocolate factory. Well, Charlie's a dummy too. He no, eats that. He drinks that bubble soda that makes him float. Fizzy lifting drink is what it's called. Oh, sorry, fizzy lifting drink. But he gives back the everlasting gobstopper that yep. Slugworth tried to steal from him. Slugworth. But we learned that it's not actually Slugworth. It's Willy Wonka's little in helper. In disguise. He's like, Charlie, it's, you've won! Except you've it's, uh, won! That's actually a pretty decent uh, Gene Wilder. Oh, I love Gene Wilder in that movie. Charlie! Charlie! You don't sound like him You've won! You sound like more like Mel Brooks. Sorry. <laughs> Charlie! Charlie! Give the governor a harumph. Oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. Schwartz! The let's, Schwartz. Let's, let's, get, let's go back to this. Ah, go. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lone Star. Oh, man. We've grasped big time. Let's go into Dear You by Jawbreaker. <laughs> Pizza in the Hut. <laughs> we got trapped in his limo and he ate himself. To yeah. death. <laughs> that movie is it's so, so ridiculously good. Oh, my gosh. But actually, back to the album. Uh, so, the first track is called, uh, well, once again... Uh, this is the album Dear You by Jawbreaker. Uh, track number one, I gave it five out of five and recommended it. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a great called, song. It's called Save Your Generation. I have a present. Dun, 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 dun. It, it is the, is the present. present. Oh, I love that whole first verse. Oh, it's You so have good. to, to learn, learn to find it within you. They talk about like the youth are like too obsessed with like being lazy. 
Yeah, uh, that's kind of like what this song is about. It's like a message to a younger generation. To, this is this is the era of the latchkey kids who came home, uh, no parents at home, and just sat there watching TV all day. Yeah. So this, burnout, this, this you know? is kind of like a uh, a mission statement to like the younger generation mm-hmm. to wake up and to like be productive and to uh, find it within you. Yeah, find it within you. Uh, one of the lyrics is a simple rule: colon every day. Be sure you wake. True. We're killing, we're killing each other by sleeping in. You gotta stay woke, man. If you could save yourself, you could save us all. That drum feels so good. wrong. One thing that I'll just get out of the way right now is that all these songs, I think all these songs are catchy. They're very catchy. Very, very catchy. The choruses are especially good. That's that's all I gotta say before okay, I move on. Fair okay. enough. Okay. On to track number two, which is called "I Love You So Much." It's killing us both. Oh, what a great song! It is a great song. I only gave it three point five out of five, though. Are you kidding me? I guess you could say I gave it three mountain goats plus two kids. Fair enough. I this is I well I'd be hard pressed to find three recommendations on this, but this would yeah, be good for me. That was that was my biggest problem yeah. is that I uh, I have three honorable mentions and three recommendations so. Anyway, um, this song, I, from what I can gather, it's about being in some type of relationship that is not good for you, but you still are in it because you yeah. are like, like you like the other person. Yeah. I, I love you so much, it's killing us both. Obviously. It's like a bad relationship, but you guys still yeah. love each other. Anyway, on a track number three, called Fireman. I think this might have been one of the singles. There's definitely a music video. I gave it four out of five. Mm-hmm. It's very, very good. Uh, very good song. Nice... Uh, Nice um, juxtaposition. I'm gonna use that word again between like the the, the louds and the the restraints. Yeah, they do that a lot in this album though. Um, and it's another song about a girl um, and wanting to be with a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamed I was a fireman. Yeah. He's got a lot of dreams in Just this song. Just smoked, but uh, when you got burned, I dreamed there was a something a tidal wave or something. Uh, dreamed there was a tidal wave. Ravage your sores, shores, and there were no survivors. He even dreams he was a dream. Yeah. I dreamed that was a dream. So meta, dude. So um, meta. So meta. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I suppose I should say right now that uh, his his voice is definitely maybe not super palatable to a lot of ears. It's out of their discography, this is the most palatable he's ever sang. I'll tell you. Right, that. but I'm saying but yes, if I, you're not agreed. used to hearing his voice, then it's, it's definitely gruffling. not palatable. Strange, yeah. Because, uh, what, it's like, I dreamed that was a fireman. Yeah, it's it's it sounds, it's a little I, gruff. I kind of almost think it sounds like Joe Strummer a little bit. I can see a little bit and of that. And like Tim Armstrong. I can see that. Less like Tim Armstrong, more like Joe Strummer. <laughs> yes. Uh, but anyway, that was that, that's a good song, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could recommend this whole, whole album, and like, I would, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to the next song. It's called Accident Prone. Nice. Uh, I gave the song four to five, and uh, he talks about having a room in the hospital, like keeping a room open in a hospital, mm-hmm. uh, because he gets into so many accidents. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think they're physical accidents. I think they're accidents, um, like kind of about uh, accidents that are caused during a social situation. So like almost about being socially clumsy, I think is what it seems like. And I think that's why people are like, 
the lyrics are so emo because he, he talks yeah. a lot about like social situations and, like kind yeah. of being an outcast and well, they're a little more introspective than some of his other things yeah uh, this is one of the more popular songs in general um, not my favorite song on the album but one of the more popular um, it's because of the chorus Julian Baker has a fantastic cover uh, we'll post uh, I'll post it on there just because I think it's worth listening yeah. to a near miss or a close call I keep a room in the hospital <laughs> Anyway, on to my next recommendation, track number five. It's called Chemistry. This might be my favorite song on the album. Uh, I just realized this. Think about the Switchfoot song, Chem 6A. Yeah? Close, to, just oh, because of chemistry. Chem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess there's some uh, connection But it's also a song about being in high school. <clears throat> yes. Uh, I would say it's basically a song about being in high school and saying like that he's not fitting in, that he's an outcast, but like that, he, that he's okay with that. Like this, that, that is good. This is a heavy, like hitting, like sounding song. Yeah. Like if if you want to rage, this is a song. Yeah, th- this is like one of the fastest ones in the album. Like I can imagine, like be if if I was to be at a show and someone would play this song, I would go in the pit and be like, rage. Yeah. Um, I get my chemistry on. The chorus uh, says, "Corner me in, corner me in, yeah, in, in chemistry." chemistry. It's all just simple math to me. But my favorite line is when he's talking Call about... Call me your name. The next chorus. When he's talking about that girl. Make them stick. Yeah. She pierced her ear way before... She pierced her, pierced pierced her, nose, her nose way before it was way cool. Way before it was and cool, And then she was yeah. with some older guy on a motorbike. Because yeah. you know, she wasn't all about the trends. She was about like... She was about... She was just being doing herself. Her, you know? She was yeah. being herself. Yeah. Great song. Um, uh, absolutely great song. But the other songs in the... Uh, other songs. Other lyrics in the chorus are... Uh, Call me your names. Make them stick. I'll laugh until I'm sick. So, like, he's saying, like, you can call me whatever you want. Like, I'm, I guess I'm confident in who I am. Which is kind of cool. Which is kind of an uplifting song. I very much like it. I think so, too. On to my first honorable mention. It is called, it's track number six, and it's called Oyster. I like the taste. I like the taste, but can't stand the smell. (laughs) That's the hook of the song you get. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I gave it 4.5 out of 5 and it, it is an honorable mention and I believe it's basically a song about wanting the ideal in life yeah uh, the world is an oyster duck in a shell dun, 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 dun. like the taste of it can't stand the smell can't stand the smell yeah that's what it is yeah. um, but I think let me see I wrote down a lyric here Oh yeah, one of the lyrics is, and it is kind of uh, specifically about a girl, um, but I think that leads to his um, wanting the ideal in life. So, yeah, one of the lyrics is, "I haven't got a nice thing to say about anybody, about anyone, except the one who caught me staring." Mm. So, I would imagine a girl, or it could be a guy. Who knows? Whatever. Probably. Uh, but if you're staring at a girl you're like oh, she's she's cute man or something like that you know that girl is very pleasant on the eyes wow that girl is a tall drink of water if I was in the desert <laughs> oh, well maybe a short drink of water whatever her height well any drink of water in regardless the desert, any drink, drink of water on the desert will get you going you know well, what I'm saying yeah <laughs> I guess I'll let you continue but anyway uh, that's all I have to say about that um, I'm gonna keep moving on here. Yeah, let's move on with the uh, other songs. 
Track number seven is called Million. Oh. Uh, and I believe this is the song where he's kind of addressing the fact that they were on a major label and like he was having trouble dealing with that, all that. Now, when they jumped to the major label, um, they two of the three band members were homeless. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh, they had a lot of inner turmoil and fights in the band. And they said if they didn't sign to a major, the band would have broken up and not done this album. Wow. So, worth you it. Can, you know, back in the day, like when the punk, yeah, who's punk, what's the score? You know? Yeah. Um, back when that was a thing, obviously they got a lot of crap for this. Today, if they sign to a major label, people would be like, oh, good for them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just, it's a different time. Um, but from what I can gather, it seems like he feels like he doesn't really deserve it. Uh, one of the lyrics he says, I am thrilled and bored. I am unskilled, comma, adored. So, like, he is self-conscious about the fact that they actually have this major label deal. Um, but, anyway, that's a good song, though. It is a good song. I hear it four or five. On to track number eight. I get 3.5 out of five. It's called Lurker 2, col- colon, comma, colon, Dark Sun of Night. I don't understand the title ever in the song. Neither do I. I said it's catchy, but... I like the song a lot, but it's... I, I never understand the title. 5, though. Yeah. So moving on to another honorable mention. Track number nine. It's called Jet Black. One of my... I don't hate the song. It's one of my le- less favorite songs on the album. I almost recommended it. We um, have different tastes, apparently. The song is set up by a sample uh, piece of... Uh, a sample track. From Christopher Walken of, from the yeah, movie Chris, Annie Hall. Yeah, of Christopher Walken talking... Um, and the first line is, I tell you this because in a, as an artist, I think you'll understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you assume that whatever whatever they say in the song will is it's encapsulated in that is encapsulated that in that phrase. Yeah. So I tell you this, aka the lyrics in the song, because as an artist, I think you'll understand. So like mm-hmm. maybe other people who are also, also uh, songwriters or whatever else, uh, maybe they'll understand what he's saying in this song. I think it's about him again being different from everyone, or feeling as though he's different. Yeah, I believe that's what it's about. Uh, I think so. Again, I say I think. Introspective, um, my man. It seems almost like he's trying to describe the heart of an artist. You mean the hardest? <laughs> no, the heart of an artist. Yeah, the hardest. Or I'm maybe a short film called "The Hardest." What would it be about? Well, harvesting artists' hearts. <laughs> That's a tongue twister if I've ever done one. Harvesting, harvesting artists' hearts. Hold on, hold on. Let me try. Harvesting artist hearts. You've already messed it up. Harvesting artists' hearts. Har- har- Crap, that isn't tough. Harvesting artists' hearts. 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 <laughs> That's a pretty tough one. It's tough. But like, have... like literally, like, like organ harvesting artists' yeah. hearts to gather them up to, to make a mega artist. Or, no, no, to, to eat them, to to gain um, the power of those artists. What do they call it when you like, like a, you're a pack rat? Like, what's the word for that? Like you hoarding. When you, you want to hoard the artist view, like the, you want to hoard oh. that perspective. Oh, so you, that's you harvest kind of artist art hearts. Copyright American Brews and Tunes idea for a movie. Isn't that an interesting idea? That is interesting. Like, yeah, like getting all these people with like really artistic views and killing them and taking their hearts killing to try them and, to try and hoard the, learn the perspective. To try and, to try and uh, hold on to what you view as beauty, no, just in to, that art to absorb their views and try and 
grow. Get a monopoly on that. Like, just be the ultimate artist. Oh, trying to be the ultimate artist. Yes. Oh, interesting. Kind of cool, huh? That's very interesting. But here's a twist. Okay. The person harvesting them is a starving artist, so they eat the hearts. Oh! Oh! This just turned into a horror movie! Well, it's not like a horror movie already because you're harvesting hearts. (laughs) This just turned into a darker horror movie than it was before. Let's make a short film sometime and do that. That's kind of a cool idea, isn't it? That's a good idea. Again, copyright. I literally just came up with it on the fly because it sounds awesome. Harvesting artists' hearts. Yes. (laughs) Anyway. um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I really like the chorus in that song, too. I am Jet Black. Right. You messed it up. I am... Jet black. I am stone cold. I am jet black. But at the end of the song, also Christopher Walken talks again. Mm -hmm. And he says, Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights come. He goes, I didn't know it was Chris. Sorry. I didn't know it was Christopher Walken because, you know, he's like, I didn't know. It was two oh, headlights. Wow, I didn't know. Hey, do you want me to read this? In, in, I, no, no, no. no let no, me, let me no, read it in his voice. No, hold on. What I'm saying is, but let it, me read in, it the in, recording, in the recording, it doesn't sound like It that. doesn't. It was, before, but, yeah. it was early. But yeah, go Here, ahead. I'm going to read this quote for you in Christopher Walken's voice. Okay, go for it. Sometimes, when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me fast. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sudden impulse to turn the wheel quick head on to the oncoming car. Wow. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Okay, so let let me just read it real quick in case you didn't get all that. Wow. Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me fast i have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly head on into the oncoming car i can anticipate the explosion the sound of shattering glass the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline now have you ever had that anticipation like driving down a road by yourself just i have like, like i have yeah all it takes is one slip of the wheel and i'm go i'm over there i have yeah i have too it's it's a weird like, and i think that's a very human like like thing to think yeah and it's, I don't but it's know. weird. Or like when you're standing like over like a like at the top of a building, like all it like, takes all is you, just a jump. All you gotta do is just walk one step. It's just it's a weird sensation. It's a thought. weird thing that humans probably are kind of weirdly connected to the idea of death. Yes, it, but know? it's it's very common. Um, another thing that I want to do when I'm driving a car is toss my phone out the window. Sometimes. Sometimes. I get the urge when I'm like, I'm just gonna toss it out the window. Don't even care. Sometimes go, when I'm driving a car, I want to do this thing where I'm in reverse and I'm going really fast and yeah. I turn the wheel real quick and I jam it to drive and I spin the wheel and go the exact direction I'm going to reverse, but now forward. Oh, uh, you mean like the cool the cool guys and the, the car cool movies. guys in the seventies car movies. Yeah. Probably like smoking the band if I had I also really wish that uh that I could do that, but let's you know what, I think let's that, go back to the album. I think that might be a bad scene for me though. Yeah, you know. So, it's everyone's fault. Yeah, everyone's fault, yeah. Anyway, on instruction number 10, it's called Bad Scene, comma, Everyone's Fault. This song is the fastest song in the yeah. album. Is this the one and that's why, oh, why, oh, why, oh, why? Yeah. Why is it always like this? Yeah. 
But what, um, what is it? Why, why, oh, why, oh, why? Why is it always like this? What do you mean? I'll tell you in a second here. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to prompt oh. you. <laughs> what is it? Why like, is it always like this? I was this? like, why are, you, why are you asking me this? Don't you already know? Oh, I know what it's about. Um, so this song is, uh, like the again, says it fastest. All. But, yeah. But I gave this song five out of five and recommended it. So it's basically about, uh, he goes to a party and he says, what sick things I saw. Makeout sessions and bicycle messengers, punks, and the art school dropouts. He's seeing all these. He's seeing clicks. all these all these clicks for people, and then he runs into a guy that he knew, mm-hmm. and they hadn't he he hasn't seen him in years, and so he they go to the kitchen together, the neon kitchen. That's probably a reference for something, uh, and stole a couple of beers to have and catch up, you know, beer time. And then he realized or his friend tells him that recently he's been dumped by a girl. And, but his girl, or ex-girl, yeah, was at the party with another guy. Not cool, bro. Not cool, man. He said that he, and then he said that he still liked her too. So he still had feelings for her. And then the chorus is, all I could say was, why, why, oh, why, oh, why, why is, is it always like this? this? Either you're too mean or you're too nice. He said, I even cooked her breakfast. So like that whole uh, thing of either you're too mean or you're too nice it's like whenever you, you whenever you, you like one or way or the other way whenever you like a girl it's always like she always bad the bad guy she goes the bad, the bad guy, boy or the, the really good guy yeah but, but never for you though yeah you're right in the middle yeah um and then verse two the second verse um it was actually it's actually kind of cool I like the lyrics in this one uh so he says so we went into the living room someone was blasting Zeppelin it sounded, sounded good. good. I felt ashamed. I knew, I knew every drum I, fill. Yeah, I knew I every drum fill. Yeah, it's such I a great knew line. every drum fill. <laughs> um, anyway, and then he says, anyway, there she sat, totally kissing this guy. They look good. I mean, like in love. Then I remembered my friend. Uh, and then the next chorus uh, is kind of from the girl's perspective. Or no, from the guy's perspective, sorry. He said, how could you do this? Uh, you said that you needed space. He's wearing that shirt I gave you. And then she says in the chorus, why, why, oh, why, oh, why, why are you always like this? If I'm having fun, then it's breaking your heart. Besides, you said I could have it. Uh, so, like, she's just, like, a total patootie head. She is, but that's uh, it is really cool that you see three perspectives in one song. Yeah, it's kind of sweet. Good so, writing. That song is just well so golden catchy and really well written. It's so very catchy. Yeah. That's why I recommended that song. Um, I'm going to go through these last ones pretty quick, except for the last one, because I'm going to talk about that one a little bit. Okay. Uh, so, track number 11 is called Sluttering May 4th. Catchy. Uh, a deep meaning, but I do not know what it is, though. Anyway, uh, track number 12 is called Basilica. I gave it 3.5 out of 5. Uh, it seems like it's kind of a song about a friend in some type of dire situation. Uh, based on the first the lyric of the the lyric right in the beginning of the song uh, he said sunken eyed best friend of mine superpowers superhero sapped of all powers mm-hmm. so like he viewed his friend as like this superhero but then sunken eyed maybe this has to do with drugs just like the uh, other song but Could that's be. also a pretty good song he gave it 3.5 out of 5 on to track number 13 the last track on the non-deluxe edition of this uh, 
of this album. The original uh, version. The original version, yeah. uh, called Unlisted Track. Yeah. Normally, they do Untitled Track. Mm-hmm. This one's Unlisted. Interesting. Interesting yeah. um, this is all acoustic. Just acoustic and vocals. Very interesting chord choices. It is. It's really Very, very cool. Very cool. Uh, it keeps you focused. Like, if you think of this style, like the 90s like alt-rock scene, you don't think acoustic. Yeah, no, you definitely do not. But this one keeps your attention very much. Yeah, I think so. Um, there are some really interesting lyric choices in this song that I just kind of want to point out. Yeah, go for it. Uh, the first line is, You can't sell me incense. My world smells good enough to eat. So like he's world e- smells good, good enough, enough to eat. eat. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like that idea of like, you can't sell me something that's like smells better than what I should be smelling because my world already smells like my point of view my my life it's already already smells good enough to eat like it's so, already yeah. enticing enough you don't need to sell me something um so I really I really like that uh and then in verse 2 he kind of flips that a little bit and says you might show some interest your world looks good enough to eat mm-hmm. so like he's kind of imploring somebody to like somebody else just be like start being alive like yeah. get alive and be like passionate what are you about, doing about your world yeah what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing you're going for walking i was going for seinfeld what are you doing what's with these airplane snacks i'm going back to someone else <laughs> what's with these airplane snacks wow why wow wow that's Owen wilson right there wow do Owen wilson his voice Wow. No, that's you're doing very too much of a Christopher Walken. <laughs> I tried to do Owen Wilson. I'll do Owen Wilson's. Wow. No, that's not. Wow. You gotta go more nasally. Wow. Wow. Really? What movie are you talking about? Any movie he's ever oh, done. Wow. It's more of a Wow. It's more of an open mouth, yeah. Oh. Wow. 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 I just think about him in uh Fantastic <laughs> Mr. Fox wow. as the coach. Oh yeah. You're doing great out there, Ash. Oh man. Ash. Uh, substitution, ash. Wow. Um, but that anyway, looks good enough to eat. Anyway, back to this song. There's a couple more lyrics that I just want to uh, point out. Um, one of the lyrics is, "Now everyone tells me they're crazy. Crazy people aren't so effing boring. Effing boring. Wake me up when you're through being cool, cause I'm snoring <laughs> and hoping to see you beside yourself. Show me the raw stuff of youth." Would you do it for yourself? So he's like, he's talking about people who are like, oh, like, like different and quote unquote crazy. So I kind of like that. Like he's like saying like, you have to be crazy. Like you got to live the way yeah. that you want to live. Yeah. So all in all, uh, has the album withstood the, t- the test of time? Like this is what, 95? 95, yeah. Um, I think so. I think everybody should go listen to this album. This it's is- 23 years old. It's fantastic. And as Blink-22 says, no one likes you when you're 23. So this album's 23 this year. Do people like it? Yes. Yes. They've proven Blink-182 wrong. Yeah. Or, no, Blink-182 um, is just great, but it has nothing to do with this. Um, if you haven't checked out either of these albums, go check them out now. They're both worth listening to. Yeah, both albums are definitely worth checking out. Um, they, they really are. So next week, uh, we are doing a one-off episode uh, Nathan Heemstra, our college buddy from Geneva, shout out Nathan Heemstra. Shout out! He recommended the album "Sun Life" by the band Cleanup, so that's what we're going to be reviewing next week as a one-off. Yes. Um, but for the next regularly scheduled episode, I am going to recommend a great band for you that you already should know, but I don't think you do very well. It's okay. by the band 
um, Motion City soundtrack. Okay, yeah. The album is Commit This to Memory, and you should know it's because they're from Minnesota, your home state. That's true. They're from Minneapolis, right? I believe so-ish. So you, it, it's definitely going to be uh, a fun. I hope it's going to be a fun listen for you. Okay, I'm going to throw you. I'm gonna. I'm going to throw you kind of a curveball here, buddy. Uh oh, a little bit of a curveball. I don't know if you'd think of me recommending this for you, but I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to recommend to you the album Torches. Torches by Foster the People. Interesting. That's a song. What's their with big song? Pumped up kicks. Is that on that album? It is. Yes. Our oh, praise the Lord. So at it's, least no one song. It's my least favorite song in the album. I like that song. <laughs> But I don't know any other like, song I by like, them. I like the song, but I think the other songs are better. Okay, fair enough. So, all right, so those are what we will be listening to. Um, last review of the beer. Um, like Jesse yeah, said, my beer was way more cloudy with that last. Uh, Did it taste differently? Beer. Yes, um, really? I got the cinnamon and vanilla flavors. Wait, um, can I take, take, little, take, take a, a tiny, tiny sip? sip? Yeah, swish it. Sw- swirl the glass real quick. Okay. Swirl, 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 swirl. Swirly squirrels. Take a sip. You get like cinnamon and like nutmeg and vanilla. Ooh, do you, much do you more. You taste that way more of the spices. Yes, the spices That's come way in better. Big time. I, I agree. That's every since I poured the beer in there, I've had this like flavor of spices, and it's That's really delicious. Nice. Yeah. That's very nice. So I'm I'm very happy with this beer. Uh, my beer is still class. So consistent flavor wise the whole way through. Mm-hmm. All right, good deal. What? Uh, let's. Uh, I mean, as it got warmer. Ooh, yeah. As it, as it got warmer, the flavors were definitely more pronounced. But yeah, let's, it's uh, still good though. Let's uh, cheers. Sign off and. See you guys again next week. Cheers, and then we'll say our soft, sweet goodbyes. Yes, I'll say it's yeah. soft and sweet this week. Yes. My name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Thanks for joining us for another fun episode of American Brews and Tunes. Yes, thank you so much. We'll see you guys in the next one. Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song, American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beeby-day!